The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello, and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Apatria, joined by my good buddy David Menkoff here to break down this wonderful Thursday, December 7th slate for you. Uh, definitely a little bit of a calmer one compared to that Wednesday 11-game slate. we got a nice little calm five-game slate to talk about, so I uh, get to take our foot off the pedal a little bit. But uh, it's been a whole week, man. Dave, how are you doing over there, brother? Doing well. Uh, really excited to be here. It's it's always exciting to to record during uh during one of those eleven game marathon slates. So uh, looking forward to uh, to keep on the keep on keep on keep on keeping on as as they say and uh, and jumping on this this five gamer with you. Absolutely, and the best part about it is we got nothing to sweat because neither one of us had very uh, very much of Bradley Beal. Uh, so it's not like we're sitting here like, oh man, I got to do the podcast and I'm sweating out a lineup. I got to pay. No, no, we're uh, we'll be lucky. If, I'll be lucky if I cash. Now I can't speak for you, Dave, on that end. Um, you know, I had a couple uh, swings and misses. Had a lot of the guys I was looking at, and they hit right on the head. Swapped off the cousins. Had some Hayward. Had some Brogdon. It was good. It was good. It was going smooth. And then, uh, you know, you play a guy like Gary Clark in a couple lineups when you're just trying to scramble and get some extra get some extra stud value in there, and that and that happens, but. Uh, take one off the chin, but nonetheless, before we jump into anything, quick shout out to our presenting sponsors, mybookie.ag. And let me just tell you, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for betting tips, and I always get asked, you know, who you got, Lakers or Clippers? Uh, it might be football seasons, Rodgers or Mahomes. I'll tell you uh, what I tell them, and it's plain and simple. Uh, where you bet is just as important as what you're betting on. So that's what I tell people. I bet with my bookie. My bookie's rep is reputation is rock solid. Uh, they got the best odds, contests, promotions in the business. They are the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. The one sports book guaranteed to give me the best lines for the National Championship College Football game. And that is coming up on January 11th. So, guys, hurry up over there. Check out my bookie. Use that promo code HOOPBALL. You get a 50% deposit match up to $1,000. So, you want to load up a grand in there and throw it on the college football game, just go big or go home. You get 15. They give you the free 500. Go use it. It's free money. And you know me. I don't give out my stamp of approval very easily. And this is the one sports book. I'm not a huge game better. You guys probably heard me say that. If there's one spot I do it, it's my bookie because I know I'm getting premium lines. And not only that, they have excellent customer service. So if you have any questions, guys, they will help you out. So use that promo code HOOPBALL. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. And get your deposit matched halfway up to 1000 bucks. Also, like to give a nice little shout out to our good friends over at Manscaped. Uh, these people, these guys, they keep crushing it. Um, from their marketing department to their product development, everything is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I, I keep talking about it. I'm using the ear uh, nose hair trimmer on probably an every other day basis at this point. And uh, it's unfortunate to say that, but that happens as I'm growing in my age. I'm not old, but I'm getting there. And the hair grows out of spots that you used to not think. And Manscaped takes care of that. Between that, the lawnmower 3.0, uh, the hair body wash, the conditioner, the perfect package kit comes with it all, and it's absolutely fantastic. It's a perfect gift. It will work great for you, uh, and you will not regret it. It is all got a little bit of waterproof action, rechargeable. Batteries last pretty long, too. So uh, I would check them out, guys. And if you do, use that promo code HOOPBALL20. You get 20% off plus free shipping. If you're going to try and make sure you use that code, it's worthwhile. Uh, you might as well get stuff for a little bit cheaper. It's just plain and simple. But 
Dave, we got some games to jump into, my good friend. We got Philadelphia 76ers going against the Brooklyn Nets in this game. Coming on a 224 game total, uh, we have Philly being favored by two points in this one. Uh, Philly on the second half of a back-to-back. Brooklyn uh, still dealing with their obvious concerns, but we'll break it down as far as the uh, the injury report has to tell us. Uh, the Nets injury report, Claxton, Spencer Dinwiddie, Kevin Durant all out. Uh, Rodion Kurex, he missed that last game. He's questionable. Reggie Perry, questionable. And for the Sixers, it has not yet been released due to the fact that they are playing tonight. So I'll pass it off to you, my good friend, Dave. And why don't you let me know what you're looking at on this 76er lineup? Yeah, I'm really excited about this about this game. It's, it's one of my favorite games in terms of game environments of this five-game slate. Um, it's, it's my 76ers going against uh, Brooklyn Nets with that coming off that surprising win um, against the Utah Jazz the, the night before. So uh, from the Sixers' side... There's a, there's a lot to like in, in this potentially high-paced uh, matchup b- between two division rivals. Uh, it all starts with Ben Simmons, my guy, 8,900. He's still priced under 9,000. Um, he, he's coming off you know a game where he had almost 50 fantasy points uh, today, and, and I think he's a guy that still hasn't hit that ceiling game um, just because of, of how well the Sixers have been playing as a team. And I think this would be a great opportunity to really exploit the defense of Kyrie Irving. And I, I like him a lot in this matchup. He's probably one of my favorite plays. Uh, he's probably my favorite player of this entire game. Um, and then moving on down the line, um, I love my, my boy Shake Milton, uh, 4,900, a guy that um, I, I like to play coming off the bench. He's playing that six-man role. He's really come on in his last few games, uh, putting up between, uh, between 25 and 30 fantasy points pretty consistently off the bench. I really like him. Seth Curry is also going to be in play for me at 5,500, only a slight uptick of $100. Um, he shot lights out tonight where he had, I believe, 28 points. So I really like those guys in the backcourt. And then you can't go wrong with down low as center position, Joel Embiid, 9,500. That price tag is certainly in play. He's coming off a game um, where he just finished out with 66 fantasy points against Washington. I don't see the defensive Jared Allen being much of, of an issue for him. So I really like all those guys on the, on the Philly side. So as you can see, I'm really leading heavy Sixers in, in, in this matchup. What about you? I, I mean, I can't blame you. I, I think Ben Simmons, I'm right there with you. He was a guy I was all over tonight. Um, shout out Santino. Owes me $5. If you listened to last night's podcast, he got absolutely smoked. It was Ben Simmons versus Trey Young. I took Simmons. Yeah, I hope he's listening. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm all aboard. Uh, Embiid is the one guy, like, I love centers going against Brooklyn. Um, I don't care who starts, whether it's Jared Allen, whether it's DeAndre Jordan. It's a plus matchup. Uh, the problem is it's a back-to-back for Embiid. He did, like you say, he worked hard tonight. He put in his work. He got his points. Um, it is a big matchup. It is a big Eastern Conference matchup. So I don't expect him to sit, but I'm also not expecting another performance like that necessarily. So he's very much in play. Um, I'm agreeing with you on Ben Simmons. Um, I wouldn't mind a Dwight Howard if you're just, you know, it's a five-game slate. If you need somebody that's down there and it, it is a back-to-back, maybe we do hear something on a beat. I think you could look at him. Mike Scott is still dealing with injuries over there. He's not on the injury report, um, but it's something that's still worth monitoring. Um, but that's probably it for me. I don't know if I'll necessarily go to Shake Milton and Seth Curry. I don't mind them. I just don't know if they're the necessarily optimal plays I'm going to end up going with, given some of the other options that we have on the slate. Uh, but they're still they're still solid. They're not crossed out, but... We'll slide over to the Brooklyn side of the ball. Um, you know, looking at this team, no Kevin Durant, we kind of got a good look, but 
it was a it was definitely a, a little jarring uh you know lineup lock noobs when we found out who was actually starting when we saw Jared Allen go to the be- or uh, Jared Allen and started the starting lineup uh Torian Prince, Bruce Brown, all these different names and Karis LeVert, Joe Harris, DeAndre Jordan, everybody going to the- it was it was crazy. Um nonetheless, I think you know we kind of might know what to expect. We got to see if they switch it up. Uh but let's say they run out the same lineup that they had last game. Who do you have interest in? Yeah, it certainly was an interesting one, uh, to say the least. When we saw the lineup announcements, everyone was scrambling for, for last-minute changes in their, in their lineups with some of these lower-owned guys. I think the main one, uh, I think for me on, on the net side, in terms of from, from, the, from the lower price options, probably one of the, the better floors, um, if, if he gets a similar opportunity to start, is Bruce Brown. Um, he's, he's coming off a, a well-rounded game where, where he put up a pretty sizable contribution from a fantasy perspective in, in limited minutes. He only played 23 minutes, but he was able to put in 20 fantasy points. Um, and, and at 30 at 3,500, certainly going to be in play for me if he gets up to 20 minutes um, in, in this matchup. So I, I like him as probably one of my better bargain, bargain hunting uh, picks for, for the, for this uh, entire slate actually. And then also um, we can also definitely dive into Kyrie Irving. Um, he's always going to be in play with no Kevin Durant, as you mentioned, uh, 9,600, uh, pretty much a lock and load, especially if this game ends up being a close battle between two of these teams. Um, I like him to battle nicely in this matchup. Um, he, he should be able to have a nice floor of around 50 points um, in, in this type of, of high-paced o- offense. And then the only other guy that I'm going to be looking at um, on the net side would have to be Jared Allen, 6,400. Price up a little bit, no longer sneaking up on anyone. But, you know, in terms of from a mid-tier center option, I like him. I don't know if I like him as much as someone else who's, who's similarly priced uh, later on down the road as we get through the other games. But he's still going to be in, in, in some of the player pools for me. Uh, and, then, and then you can always take some shots at Karis LeVert. Although at 6,800, um, giving the playmaking up to Kyrie Irving quite a bit, um, even with that second unit, I, I don't see him necessarily hitting hitting value in this type of matchup, but he can always surprise some people. What about you? So I'm, I'm kind of on the same page with a lot of those guys. I think Kyrie Irving, obviously, we have to take a large look at him. Uh, we saw the usage. The game got out of hand so quickly. I don't expect it to be the same sort of game pace and script as that last one. So um, when you talk about a guy, you know, you brought up Levert. I actually really don't mind Levert. I, I love him in this bench role. He's getting the same amount of shot attempts. Uh, he took 18 shot attempts in only 21 minutes. This game stays close. He's looking at 20-plus shot attempts easy. And that's only one less than Kyrie. As good as Kyrie did, uh, Levert almost had a, a pretty similar usage coming off the bench. So um, I actually kind of like Levert as a rock-solid pivot in this sort of matchup where everybody's going to see him coming off the bench. They might want to avoid him a little bit. Um, and for those tournaments, he makes a lot of sense in there. Now, Kyrie Irving, he's, he's good for either tournaments uh, or cash games, both of them. Uh, 9,600, it's a high price tag, but again, we, you know, guy just dropped 50, uh, in limited minutes. So we're cool with him. Um, I, and Jared Allen, again, he's going to be very, very chalky. I expect it. It's a tough matchup going against a beat. I'm hoping that drives a couple people off, but bottom line, the guy's a point per minute stud. If he's going to keep playing like he just did and playing 30 plus minutes, uh, sign me up at 6,400. I think that's a fantastic price tag. And then we do have those value plays of those other guys, like your Torrey Prince and your Bruce Brown, guys that we you know we might see start, but we're not necessarily expecting huge minutes from. Uh, they'll give you a solid cushion floor, not the greatest ceiling, but if it rounds out your cash lineup, if you you know get a couple extra studs in there because you played them in your tournament, 
that's the situation that makes sense. I don't know if I'm going to go out of my way necessarily to play those guys, uh, but they're still solid options. You got to keep in mind, Bruce Brown only played 21 minutes, but it was a blowout. What would he have played if the game stays close? Uh, we don't know. It, it could have been more. So I, I'm with you. A lot of those same guys. But I think I'm, I might be a little bit more inclined to play uh, Levert than you, I guess, is, is from the sounds of it. But we'll, uh, we'll keep it moving on to the next one. Cleveland versus Memphis. Uh, this game coming in at a 212 and a half over under Memphis being favored by four points in this one. Uh, as far as injuries are concerned, we have the obvious ones for Memphis. Uh, we have Jaron Jackson Jr., John Morant, both ruled out. Justice Winslow still not returned. Killian Tilly, Jonte Porter, and John Concha are all ruled out. The Cavs have yet to submit their injury report. And again, they are a team on the second half of a back-to-back they played tonight. So we'll start with this Cavalier team, second half of a back-to-back traveling. Um do you have any interest in any of these guys? Yeah, it's certainly going to be interesting. You mentioned it. It's going to be a back-to-back scenario. Um, on, on the Cavs side, it's tough to, to play any of the any of the any of the options in, in the mid-tier range. Um, I'll probably be looking at Colin Sexton. I think he's he's certainly going to be in play. Uh, he's always going to be in play with with the likelihood of Darius Garland missing time. I, I like him quite a bit. He, he should be able to bounce back pretty nicely. Um, so I like him. The only other guy that I'm really looking at on the Cavs side, honestly, in this type of in this type of lower paced uh, matchup, would have to be Andre Drummond. Um, he's priced down again somehow. I, I don't know who's who's pricing a DraftKings, but you know it's certainly something to look at. But Andre Drummond, 8400, absolutely going to be in play again against the Grizzlies. I, I, don't, I don't see, I don't envision a scenario where Valanciunas is able to to really stop him. Uh, and I know he, he did coming off a, a game where he did play. Um, but, but he's a guy that's certainly going to be in play uh, in this type of matchup. He, he didn't exactly have one of his ceiling games uh, tonight where he only put up 42 points in 26 minutes. Uh, but I expect him to bounce back nicely, um, you know, in, in a workload closer to 30 minutes potentially uh, tomorrow. So those are probably my two guys that I'm really looking at on, on the Cavs side. What about you? Yeah, and I'm with you. Um, I'm with you on Drummond. I think 8400. It's just I was playing him at 86 tonight because I thought it was too cheap, and I didn't get the game I necessarily wanted out of him. Uh, didn't sink me. Didn't necessarily help me though. Uh, 8400. I'm not necessarily worried about the back back because you said it. He played 26 minutes. I would expect him to play at least 26 minutes again, if not more. Um, he played one back to back prior. He played, I think it was like 32 minutes in the front half and 27 minutes on the back half. As my dryer goes off in the background, wonderful. Um, and then I don't think I'm really playing anything else. Chetty Osmond was a guy I was getting some shares of, but he's getting up there. And if you're not playing Drummond and you, again, you need somebody to kind of round it out, I wouldn't mind looking at JaVale McGee because if Drummond does get limited, we'll probably see about 25 minutes and 24 minutes of McGee. Uh, and up until that last game, he was producing a solid point per minute type of guy. So I don't, I wouldn't mind him on like a five game slate, but we'll slide over to this Memphis side of the ball. Um, you know, they're not on a back-to-back and they are dealing with significant injuries. We're kind of seeing a little bit of an easier matchup than the last few that they were dealing with. So uh, I think we got to have some interest over here, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. We definitely have interest. Um, it's certainly going to be a matchup where, where they're going to come in rested. Uh, you know, there's certainly plays across the board on, on the Grizzly side. So I think for me, you can definitely start with DeAnthony Melton, um, coming off of his first game action, uh, getting getting custom, getting his game shape. Um, only thirty three hundred is an absolutely steal of a price tag to play for a guy that's also a great per minute upside type of player. He put up almost nineteen fantasy points in only sixteen minutes of action due to his his ability to get blocks and steals. So I like him as a great value saver on this entire slate. Uh, 
Uh, the only guys you can look at as well from a value-saving perspective is Desmond Bain, uh, the rookie. He's only 4,000 um, on DK. He's another guy that hasn't had a game where he's shot particularly well, but he's clearly shown that he's not afraid to, to really light up um, the shot attempts. So I like him uh, to really potentially get going in this type of matchup. And then as far as the mid-tier guys, you can absolutely take some shots. And I, I like Dylan Brooks a lot. His price hasn't really fluctuated much um, over his last few games. He's certainly going to be in, in a lot of player pools for me. He's a guy that can put up 35 points pretty easily. Um, as long as his shot's falling, he's going to get at least 15 to 20 shot attempts a game. So I like him in this matchup as well. Um, you can also look at Kyle Anderson. I really hate to to always harp on Kyle Anderson because he's, he's got an interesting fantasy game, but it's certainly going to be in play for me at 6,400. He's a guy that also can go off for a double-double at any opportunity. He's coming off a game where, where he, two games actually, was under, underperformed against the Lakers, but I fully expect him to bounce back. He certainly has the ability to put up a strong double-double in this type of matchup, so I like him as well. Uh, and then going down the, going down the line is also the big man, uh, in the big man battle, Jonas Valanciunas is absolutely going to be in play for me. Um, you know, his price tag is hasn't really fluctuated much. Um, he hasn't really, again, also had one of his ceiling type of games. He's only been able to put up at most this season 43 fantasy points. But I like him to potentially get to the 40, 45 point range. Uh, and that's all he really needs to really blow his his uh, his sorry, his salary out of the water. But what about you? Yeah, there's a there's definitely a lot to like on this Grizzly side of the ball. I mean, it's not the highest over under. It's not the most exciting game, but we know Cleveland's pretty terrible overall. <clears throat> I'm with you with Melton at 3300. I think that's a fantastic price tag. Uh, we don't know how fast these minutes are going to rise, but as they do, I expect them to slowly creep into the mid 20s. Uh, he's a very valuable member of this team. Without John Morant, he should be the eventual starting point guard. He's much better than Tyus Jones. Hopefully, they see that sooner rather than later if they don't already. Um, outside of that, I don't mind looking at Jonas. You know, you talked about the, his best performance being around a 43-point game this year. Uh, that was against DeAndre Drummond. And when I look at centers and uh, look at the profile of games that Valanciunas has played so far, um, Drummond probably fits the mold better than anybody else that he's faced. You know, maybe a little bit of Capella. Uh, he had a 38-point game against them. But he does better against centers who are kind of like those standstill guys who are not going to be as mobile. Um, and this is one of those matchups when he's spending them on Drummond. So those are the ones I try to target. Joe Valen at 7,200, uh, he does have massive upside at this price tag. You have, you, you hit it right on the head. We didn't, we haven't really seen it. He's got that 50-point upside in him easily. Um, so I, I like both those guys, and I wouldn't mind taking a chance at Kyle Anderson. His name's kind of cooled off a little bit, uh, but it was against the Lakers twice in a row. So that's an ex, you know, exceedingly tough matchup. Uh, you got to expect the down games in there. He still has some upside. So in this matchup, 6,400, I'll be looking at shares of all three of those guys. And I wouldn't knock you if you wanted to take a shot on a guy like uh, Brandon Clark, who's been playing significant minutes. Uh, you know, good matchup compared to what he's been playing. But I, I think I'll probably take a pass at 5,300 when push comes to shove. Uh, that's it. Probably no Brooks for me at the end of the day. No Tyus Jones. But the, the other three guys definitely got some interest in. But we'll keep it moving to the third game, Dallas Mavericks. Traveling to Denver, take on the Nuggets in this one. Uh, we have the 225 and a half game total, and we have Denver being favored by three and a half points in this one. Uh, for the injury report, Dallas has Trey Burke and Chris Porzingis ruled out. And for Denver, Michael Porter Jr. is questionable, and uh, Greg Whittington is out. So we'll start with this Mavericks team. I'll let you take it from here, Dave. Talk to me, buddy. Yeah. 
Yeah, the Mavs are certainly going to be an interesting uh, team to look at. I mean, your your boy Luca finally decided to to have one of his um, one of his uh, prototypical type of performances in the last one. So he's definitely going to be probably my favorite target on the Mavericks side. Ten thousand five hundred, um, certainly going to be in play against a Nuggets squad that that doesn't really play much defense this season. Um, so certainly going to be one of my favorite point guard um, spend up options on the slate. So he's, he's a guy that that's going to be in, in, in a good portion of my lineups. I really like him. And then as far as, as far as some of the mid tier guys, um, Josh Richardson is going to be in play for me at 5,000 slight price decrease, which, which is, which is great in this type of matchup. Um, I think if you can get to 30 minutes, he should be able to be able to exceed that value pretty nicely. Um, he's going to be in play for me. And then the only other guy I'm actually looking at um, coming off a, a rare start is Willie Cauley-Stein, 3700 I mean, that price tag is very low. If he gets any types of minutes, he's a guy that can absolutely produce some, some decent fantasy numbers, um, especially if, if he ends up getting the starting nod. He put up 30 fantasy points in, his, in the last game. His price did go up by, by 600 which is absolutely still reasonable. So I, I like him a lot in, in this type of matchup. And, and those are the only places that I'm really looking at on the map side. What about you? Yeah, the, the one thing that worries me slightly with the uh, Willie Cauley-Stein thing is that, you know, that game uh, where he did start, it was a back-to-back uh, for the Mavericks. And Dwight Powell coming off that Achilles injury, I, you know, part of me wonders, uh, did they take him off the bench just to kind of ease, you know, ease the burden a little bit? Um, I, I, so I'm going to monitor that situation. I'm with you, though. If we see Cauley-Stein starting again, I think at 3700 uh, it's gonna be a hard to ignore value play. Obviously, it's a tough matchup. I don't think he's gonna last very long as far as fouls. But at 3,700, we don't need him to play much more than 23 to 25 minutes uh, to get us where we need to be. So I don't mind taking a look at him. And then other than that, it's just Porzingis from, or I mean, I'm sorry, Porzingis Doncic for me. I don't play anybody else on this team right now. Um, you know, Richardson is at a fair price tag. I'm not paying 6K for Hardaway with Doncic's there right now. He's not gonna have that same shooting performance that we just saw. So I'll pass on that and I'll let other people play it. But We'll keep it moving to the Denver side of the ball. And, uh, you know, Nikola Jokic, it's hard to ignore what this guy's been doing this season. He's got to be uh, an MVP front runner at this point. Um, you know, he has the most DraftKings points scored to this point, uh, 10-9. I think it's hard to argue that price tag and say it's unreasonable. I think he deserves every little bit of it. Um, and we're probably going to be looking at some Michael Porter Jr. in this game, though. So we got to understand there's going to be another little body coming in here that's going to take some shots. Uh, that definitely pushes Will Barton down the totem pole for me. Um, but for me, man, I, you know, I, I'm not going to just ignore Jokic at 10-9. I still think he's probably one of the top plays on the slate, if not the top play on the slate, and, and there's no doubt about it. Uh, blowouts, no blowouts. He gets you at least 50, even if it's in three quarters, if the game blows out. Because if it blows out, it's mostly due to him. Uh, so I'm going to be looking at some Jokic. Um, I don't think I'm going to be going back to the Barton well now that Porter Jr. is back. I'm not paying 71 for Porter Jr. with him coming back. And I don't think I'm going to even pay 76 for Murray, but I wouldn't mind it. So for me, it's probably just going to be some Joker. Yeah, that's a great call. Uh, I mean, it's hard to go wrong with, with, with Mr. Joker. I mean, he's he's putting up absolutely MVP numbers this season. He looks absolutely motivated to, to really carry the Nuggets to an eight seed. So it's really exciting to, to to see what he's doing this season. So um, absolutely walking triple-double, coming off a game where he put up 70 fantasy points. Um, he should be able to get a triple-double in, in three quarters, which should not be an issue for him. Um, so he's probably my favorite play 
of this entire game. Uh, and definitely one of my favorite plays on the Nuggets side. And and to your point, it's really hard to go back to the well of Will Barton, um, especially with Michael Porter Jr. coming back. Um, a price tag 5900 is certainly going to be somewhat enticing in that mid range, but I think we can go elsewhere um, in that different in that price tier for sure. Um, so I would I'm going to stick with you 100 percent and say Nikola Jokic is definitely my favorite play from, from from this game and and from this team for sure. Absolutely, then we'll keep it we'll keep it moving. Why not? Two twenty four and a half game total, nine point spread. San Antonio versus the Lakers. Lakers being favored in this one. Uh, it will be hosted in L.A. Uh, as far as injuries are concerned, Tavis Coldwell-Pope, Anthony Davis, LeBron James are all being listed as questionable on the injury report. For San Antonio, Derek White has been ruled out, and Quindary Weatherspoon has been ruled out. So we'll start off with the San Antonio team. Uh, they got Aldridge back. They got some of their bodies back. So it's a little bit of a different scenario than it's been for the past week, week and a half. Uh, what are you looking at over here? Yeah, on the San Antonio side, it's going to be interesting. You mentioned it with Aldridge coming back, ramping up some minutes. Um, you know, you can definitely, in this type of matchup in L.A., um, definitely take some shots on Deontay Murray. He's going to be certainly in play at 6,900. He's a guy that, you know, in the last matchup against L.A., he really struggled. We only had 12 points, eight rebounds, and almost 25 fantasy points. But in the previous game, he put up a whopping 49 fantasy points. So he's going to be absolutely in my player pool uh, as a great mid-tier option. I think he might be fairly low-owned, um, just given the slate in general. So I like him a lot. Uh, the other guys I'm looking at, Keldon Johnson is always going to be in play for me. Um, he's, he's having a real, real strong uh, breakthrough type of season. He's a guy that, you know, in this two games against L.A., also had one absolutely monstrous effort where he put up 48 fantasy points, and then another one, he put up a dud. So I'm going to split the difference here and say he puts up somewhere in the 30, 35-point range, uh, and I think he'd be able to, to hit value pretty nicely as well. So he's going to be my player pool. DeMar DeRozan, can't go wrong with DeMar DeRozan as well. He's, he's going to be absolutely in the mix in, in my player pool as well. Uh, an L.A. guy that, you know, in two matchups, put up 42 and, and, and 48 fantasy points respectively um, earlier this season. So he's going to be absolutely in play for me um, in, in this type of, in this type of game environment. I, I like him a lot. Um, I, I think the game is going to be closer than the spread uh, indicates. So I really like this game. Um, and, and those are my three favorite plays on the Spurs side. What about you? I'm really looking at, I think, like two guys in this one. Um, I like the Murray call. I always like the target point guards going against the Lakers. And, you know, Murray, it's encouraging. Even when Aldridge returned to the lineup and took those shots, I think Aldridge had about 16 shots. Uh, Murray still got up his 18. Uh, it didn't really cut into his usage too much. Derek White still being out. You know, that's all I need to see to have some interest in Murray. So I'll definitely be playing some Murray. And when push comes to shove, I you know, point per dollar, I think I'll be playing him over DeRozan. I wouldn't mind DeRozan if you wanted to play him. Uh, outside of that, I would, I'm not going to be playing Kendall Johnson in this matchup at 6,500. I just don't like that price tag for him, given that uh, now he's probably third on the pecking order when it comes to shot attempts in his starting lineup. Uh, you know, as, as opposed to when Aldridge was out, he was being able to get a couple more up. Um, I don't mind taking a shot at a guy like Rudy Gay, a solid cash play type guy where you're pretty much looking at, you know, 4,800. You're getting 20 to 25 on most nights. He's got that 30 to 35 type of upside. So if you land on him in, uh, land on him in your GPPs, it's not a terrible thing. Not ideal, uh, but it's not terrible either. So my main options I'm pretty much looking at would be Murray. It would be a little Rudy Gay. If I knew Aldridge uh, wasn't going to be limited in any shape or way or form and he was going to be playing, uh, you know, 29, 30 minutes, I would have some interest in him. But second game back, um, 
you know, I, I don't want to bank on it just yet. It's a fair price tag, though. On the Lakers side of the ball, though, three guys that are questionable. LeBron James has been dealing with uh, a questionable tag for what feels like been about two weeks. He's played just about every single game. And then on the other side of the of the coin, uh, Anthony Davis has been dealing with a questionable tag for the better half of his entire career. Um, and I would probably expect him to play. But he's dealing with a right abductor strand. This might be something we have to monitor. Uh, so, you know, I think we pretty much know the scenario. If one of these guys sits, Kyle Kuzma, um, and, including Caldwell Pope, Kyle Kuzma's been starting for Pope. Um, if any one of these three guys hits, Kuzma starts, and he's immediately in play at 5,200, in my opinion. I'll definitely have some shares. If Davis sits, um, I like Kuzma even more, and I also think that brings in a guy like Montrez Harrell into play at 5,900. Finally, Harrell's at a price tag where we can stomach. So I'll be looking at both those guys. Um, those are probably about two of my more primary options. I'm not going to be playing Davis or LeBron. I just think that there's other studs on this slate I'd rather play. And I think Schroeder at 6,100. That's a very, very fair price tag for Schroeder. A lot of the steam has kind of cooled off for him. He was just shooting lights out to begin the season. Uh, past two games, he's shooting under 33%. So, uh, you know, I would expect it to right the norm. And when you talk about the past two games, he's uh, played well against the Lakers, a little bit better, 40 and 60% shooting against them uh, in these two, I mean, uh, the Spurs in these two games. So, uh, those are the only three guys I really have any options into. And But Kuzma and Harold would be my two primary guys. That's an absolutely great call. Um, I, I think I'm with you in terms of, of kind of looking at potentially fading LeBron or AD. Um, it really comes down to, you know, if, if they're going to play or not. If, if you mention it, if, if, if both of them sit, which, which I doubt, um, then obviously the guys like Kuzma and Harold really become great plays in, in this type of environment. But I, I envision that if, if, let's say, Davis sits, LeBron can, can really um, drive home some, some value at 10000 10, it's definitely a reasonable price tag. If you, if you can get to that 55-point threshold, I can see LeBron doing something in this matchup. And I like your call as well on Schroeder. That price tag continues to drop off after that um, incredible start that he started in his debut with the Lakers. Um, another guy, you mentioned Montrez Harrell, another guy that his price tag jumped up quickly after that incredible start where he put up 34 and 37 fantasy points in back-to-back games. Um, but he's cooled off quite a bit, and I like him a lot, especially if this game potentially gets out of hand like the, like the spread suggests. Um, then he's a guy that can get some, some heavy minutes, 25, 30 minutes, and I think he can really show some great value on the Lakers side. Yeah, and he's just a great point for a guy. It's just whether or not he's going to get the minutes in that matchup. But we have one game left. Uh, before we jump into that, though, quickly, pause the show, guys. Uh, it's a wonderful announcement. It's always a fun one when it's free stuff. So everybody loves free stuff. What's the stuff you're asking? It's the Bruise Letter. It's back. Fresh for 20, the 2021 season. Our founder, Aaron Brewski, is writing an emails newsletter filled with his most intimate fantasy nuggets. It's exclusive content you could not find anywhere else. It's on the website. It's not on YouTube. It's not on a podcast. It's not on social media. It is only an email newsletter. You can sign up for it for free. Just go to bit.ly slash Bruise Letter 2021 and sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is bit.ly slash bruise letter 2021 aaron brewski straight to your inbox enjoy guys and while you're at it uh you love listening to us i hope you do at least uh you stood around long enough for a 30 minute show and maybe uh you know maybe you're an avid listener i hope you are uh i thank you if you are um go check out the fantasy pass because it's just more nuggets and it's more information and it's more content it is more access to us so uh what is the fantasy pass it is everything that includes our season long our wagering and our dfs content that is behind the paywall we're talking articles we're talking content we're talking discord we're talking all that good stuff so uh no 
it's a great price tag, guys. It's only $4.99 per month, so sign up. You get the good stuff. Or if you just want the DFS action, it's only a buck Um, That's pretty cheap. That's less than a cup of coffee. $1.99 per month, and you can get access to our Discord where you can just pick our brains before every slate where we're posting actives, inactives, some late swaps. We're answering some questions. We're having some fun. We're just, you know, jabbering off. That's a good time. We have a great group of people in there. So I love it. It's just absolutely spectacular. So take advantage of it, guys. Jump in there and check it out. So final game of the night, Dave. We have the Minnesota Timberwolves traveling to Portland. Take on the Blazers, 232 over under, or game total, I'm sorry. That would be a high. Um, and then uh, that's uh, that's the highest of the night, Portland being favored by 10 points in this one. As far as injuries are concerned for Minnesota, Josh Kogi and Towns are out, and Portland has yet to submit their injury report. Uh, we'll slide over to the Minnesota side of the ball. D'Angelo Russell coming off a monster game. Could he report the performance? We will continue. Sorry. Oh. So, so, sorry about that, everyone. Uh, had some of the old mute button issues. Uh, it happens uh, to the best of us, I think. I, I, you know, I, I, don't, I, I, can't, I can't imagine who would do such a thing, Dave. Uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely not me. I don't think I've ever done that once or twice. But nonetheless, no worries, man. It happens uh, to some people, I guess. Not, not me, for sure. Uh, but why, right. don't you, why don't you start off on this Minnesota side of the ball and uh, kind of give me your insight on this one. Absolutely. So uh, in terms of game matchup, obviously, you mentioned it has the highest game total, 232, which is exciting. The blowout risk is not as exciting. Uh, Timberwolves are just a putrid team at this point. Without Carl Anthony Towns in their lineup, they're looking for answers, and, and they're not getting them just based on, on some of their games. Uh, but the guys that I'm looking at on the Minnesota side, surprisingly, there might be some value here. D'Angelo Russell, 7,700, that price tag is certainly going to be in play for me. Um, it, it's, it's pretty high uh, for D'Angelo Russell, but I like him uh, to, in this matchup. If this game somehow stays close, he put up 33-11 with two steals, um, put up almost 60 fantasy points in the last game against Denver. Um, in this type of matchup, if, if he starts getting hot, um, he's a guy that can absolutely go off and, and really hit value pretty consistently. He's going to be a guy that's going to be in a lot of my player pools, Malik Beasley is another guy, um, 6,100. He continues to be priced between 5,900 and 6,300, certainly in play. Um, he's a guy that, you know, coming off a terrible shooting game where he still put up 28 fantasy points. If he can shoot anywhere near 40% from the field, he's going to get plenty of shot attempts. Um, I don't expect anyone necessarily to, to pose too much of a problem on the defensive end on the Blazers side. So I like Beasley a lot. Uh, and then you can definitely take some shots on, on guys like Jared Culver. If he, if he gets the call and the nod to start again, at 4,300, he's going to be in play. He's a guy that, that I can rebound. Um, he, he's coming off a pretty disappointing season last season. But I think this year, if he gets the opportunity, he finally has an opportunity with a bunch of guys out um, to really show if, if he's got the ability to, to really step up. And, and that price tag, a guy that you can really throw into your lineups. And, and build around with, with some higher price studs. What about you? I really got interested about two people on this side of the ball. It's uh, it's D'Angelo Russell. Uh, you said it. He's coming off a heater. Uh, Portland's been playing terrible defense this season. Uh, last I checked, they're in the bottom five of the league. So I don't mind signing up for some D'Angelo Russell. If I had to pick him or Jamal Murray at similar price tags, I'd pick Russell over him. Uh, the other guy would probably be Hernan Gomez coming off of a heater, and that starts, you know, started two straight games. Only 4,400. He'll probably be one of the chalkier 
uh, value plays of the slate. It's going to be a little bit of a tougher matchup going against a little bit of Roko. So we'll, uh, you know, that's begged to, begged to be seen. So I can see the fade in uh, tournaments if you wanted to due to his ownership on a five-game slate. I do expect it to be, you know, roughly 35, 30-something percent. Um, so I did get that. And if, you know, Jarrett Vanderbilt has slightly and quietly been outplaying every other center on this team outside of Carl Anthony Towns. So um, I'm not expecting big minutes or anything from him. He played 23 in that last one. Nas Reed got into foul trouble super early. But that's also been something that's been Nas Reed's M.O., so, uh, you know, keep an eye on him. He's a guy worth, you know, watching. He would simply be like a super low-owned GPP type guy, but uh, just a name that I want to put on people's radars for the eventual occasion where if he does draw a start, he's an excellent play. You lock and load him at a low salary. We will slide over to the Portland side of the ball, though. Last team to talk about, Damian Lillard coming in at 9300 That is an excellent price tag for me, my friend. I absolutely love that price tag for him. And I think he makes for a pivot off of Kyrie Irving. And that's kind of been the way my builds have been going. Hint, hint. Uh, I talked about how I liked Karis LeVert a little bit earlier. And that is kind of why. It just makes sense for my build. I can still get some of that exposure to a high-volume shot attempt taker over there in Brooklyn. I get this guy, Damian Lillard, at lower ownership. And what's a fantastic matchup where, like you said, there's a worry of blowout. But if this game stays close, we'll see the same thing that Jokic just did. Um, it's going to be a massive game for the big names here. So I like Lillard. I like Jokic. I still like Covington's price tag due to the GPP upside. Um, and maybe a, you know, a shot on Derek Jones Jr. If you need to save the money and you don't have to, you don't have to go up to maybe like a Hernan Gomez. That's it though. That's those, those are the guys I'm looking at, but I think Nurkic and Lillard are both excellent plays. Yeah, no, you definitely nailed it. Uh, Lillard, you know, got a nice price shavings, uh, going into this game coming off. You know, it's pretty consistent high nines to 10,000 salary. Now it's at 9,300 in this type of environment against a team that doesn't play any defense whatsoever. Um, Lillard is going to be an absolutely great play. And you mentioned it, it's going to be probably lower owned versus, versus a Kyrie at a similar price tag. So he's going to be absolutely in play. So I could not agree more on the Lillard call. And then Yusuf Nurkic, you know, a guy that I, I've been, I've been definitely, I've been very, um, very vocal about his, his his lack of play uh, this season so far, he's a guy that that I've I've gotten in quite a few spots in in fantasy leagues, and and I've, he's really been frustrating to own. And I'm sure he has for a lot of our listeners as well. Um, but but I digress. So in terms of his game performance, <laughs> he's coming off probably one of his better games of the season, where he's still shot six of fifteen from the field. If he is able to shoot closer to his career averages near fifty percent. Um, and if, if he's able to, to get shot attempts, if this game stays close and he gets the minutes, I fully expect him to absolutely crush that 6,200 price tag uh, on DK. He's probably one of my favorite uh, mid-tier plays, and he's my favorite play, actually, in this entire matchup, uh, just given the price tag and his opportunity. So I like him a lot. And then, of course, we could always take some shots at Robert Covington. You mentioned it. He's a guy that you know still hasn't necessarily hit his ceiling game, and he's, he's priced accordingly. He's at price at 5,300, coming off 29-point fantasy game. He should be able to get 29 to 30 fantasy points pretty easily, again, in this type of high-paced environment. If he gets the minutes, if he gets to 30, 35 minutes, I expect him to absolutely crush that price tag as well. Yeah, and I think the the main thing with Nurkic, and, uh, you know, I get the everyone's worry and everything like that. I've been actually smacking the opposite drum where I've been saying buy low on this guy. Like, don't worry about him. He's an absolute stud. He's not losing his job to Enos Cantor. That will never happen. I think a lot of it has been it could be game shape. 
it could be something like that, but in my opinion, a lot of it has to do with just you know game script. A lot of these games have been blowouts. If we look at the minute total, uh, they played Golden State two straight games. A lot, uh, you know, one game they lost by uh, 15 points. He played 23 minutes. The other game they won by more than 20 points. He played 18 minutes. They lost to the Clippers before that by 23 points. He played 23 minutes. Uh, game before that, close game, 26. Game before that, close game, 35. Game before that, opening night, they lost to the Jazz by 20. He played 22. And what happened last night? They lost by three points. He played 28. The game stays close. Nurkic's going to play. They've been in a lot of odd ball games where it's been just out. They're either winning by a lot or losing by a lot. It's because their defense is so porous. Nonetheless, I'm not worried about Nurkic. Just game scripted accordingly. This has a 10-point spread. It can easily get out of, the, out of hand. And if it does, Nurkic's not playing a lot. If it stays close, Nurkic is going to be one of the best players on the slate, in my opinion. So um, for that reason, I think he's more you know, tournament and GPP viable uh, than he has cash game. Nonetheless, um, I'm with you. I think you know he's he's probably one of my favorite mid tier plays. Uh, I'll take some shots. I'm a GP player, so I'm, I'm I like taking the shots. So that rounds us out, man. That is all we have. So thank you guys for listening. And if you have a quick moment, go follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Mike Patria, M I K E A P O T R I A. Dave, let the good people know where they can find you. Absolutely. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, you can find me at dmenk33 and I'll, I'll bring you all of my late breaking news and anything that that's really grinding my gears at the time. So I'm uh, looking forward to, to, to talking with everyone. Absolutely. And if you're at it, you know, you're feeling extra generous, go give us a five star review, subscribe, thumbs up, wherever you're listening, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We're all over the place, and it means a lot to us because we get to see that every single day. We check it every single day, believe it or not, as, as, uh, as dorky as that sounds. Um, but you know what? It, it does. It motivates us. It allows us to see what we're doing well and what we can improve on. We get some feedback from you guys, and bottom line, it's completely anonymous. So even if you want to be mean, uh, you have that right and you have that freedom. Go ahead. Be mean. But we do like the, the nice stuff, definitely, uh, a lot more. Definitely means a lot more. So five-star, be mean, but put a, at least put a five-star review if you're going to. Uh, thank you guys for listening. From everybody over here at HoopBall, we will be back tomorrow. Uh, you'll get to hear my my wonderful good buddy, Brent Eckersley. Uh, he'll be breaking down that slate for you guys. He'll be hosting that jam. So, And I believe, Dave, you were on as well. Am I not? Am I wrong? I am, I am indeed. <laughs> Absolutely. So Dave and Brent will be breaking down that slate for you guys tomorrow. Looking forward to listening to that one. So from everybody over here at Hoopball, guys, let's take down some GPPs and take care and be safe. This has been a Hoopball presentation.